What's going on, everybody? This is the Man Up Podcast with your host, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves. Already. And it is another episode. I have my homeboy, Wesley, the Armadillo Wrangler Dunham, and Tyler, the Possum Copeland. And today, I have another special guest. Well, not another. He was here on Sunday as well. But... We got my boy Lee Carl Smith, right? Last name Smith? Smith. Smith. Lee Carl Smith on with us with his show. He has a show called The County Line Podcast, which y'all need to go check out. Um, I've enjoyed the little bit I've heard of it, and it's, it's been great, man. So it's great to have episodes? you on again, brother. How many episodes you had? 100. 100 Oh, that's episodes. a big one. Did you have a party on your 100th episode? Well, actually, we're on like 96. Oh, you so got poppers and shit. On, on our 100th episode, we got Silly String and poppers, and we made a big party out of it. I think I'm on uh, just just make a guest splash on 100. Because, I mean, that's that's really what the show's centered around. I mean, the, they could only sit around and listen to my dumb ass for so long. See, you we do don't do a whole lot of guests. You do we, solo we should, episodes? Mm-hmm. You do solo episodes? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's badass. Yeah, solo episodes. I've done, I did a few solo episodes in the beginning, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I, I, which I won't, I don't listen to art. Do you listen to your show? Depends. See, I can't. I can't listen to it. Depends. Mine. Solo, I, I do like to go back and listen to just to make sure that everything is not necessarily calculated, but that everything makes fucking sense. Yeah. Because it's easy to get caught when you're 36 minutes in on a solo episode thinking to yourself, how in the hell did I get here? Yeah. We do that. With that the Theo Vaughn for you, man. Yeah. yeah. That's how you got there. <laughs> Yeah. We 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 get we can. The fuck does that you mean? Ever listen to Theo Vaughn talk to himself. That shit is fucking off the wall. But it's it's kind of calculated actually. He's a brilliant guy. He is super smart. But but it's just is so crazy. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I can't tell. I can't. I'm tell. not sold. No. I, on really? his intelligence, no. On his comedic value, absolutely. I, yeah, but like like how, look at how quick he is and the 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 way that he comes up with the way he says it. Is he mm-hmm. does he know a lot about space travel? Does he know a lot about like anthropology? Is does he no. But the quickness of his brain to come up with the sentences that he comes up with, the way he describes things, you know, a hat's just like a little apartment for your head type bullshit. The way he comes up with that seemingly on the fly. Is it on the fly? Maybe not. But the fact he comes up with that at all, the, like the way his brain works is very unique. I think it's on the fly. His wit, is, he's got, he's quick. He's super he's, yeah. witty. Yeah. He just, he's very quick. He comes up with a, he has a so very. That doesn't mean he's a highly intellectual person. He's well, just, define an intellect. But you have to have he's, some intellect to. If you're, if you're, if, you're, if you have a quick wit, then chances are, how are we are on, on Tyler's volume? He's really close. Um, if you that's have a quick good. wit, you are probably it. very smart. So I mean, that's a sign of, of high intelligence. So you're telling me I'm a smart person. I didn't say that. I didn't that's say that. That's what I heard. It's way yeah. quicker than you. You're slow. I, I make slow. your ass look so slow. Like tortoise in the like hair. Like a little baby consistent. turtle. Consistent. Um, but I'm the hair. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. But I'm a win. You ain't going to win. I win. That's a metaphorical bullshit ass Theology that never works. Theology. Ain't said nothing about that theology. It is. How is it theology? Theoretical. (laughs) It's theoretically theology. Boy in here just talking. No, that's some of that theology. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Theology and theoretical. I'm just kidding. Um, So what's it like? Let's talk about. Let's talk. Let's talk about you, Lee. You from Philadelphia, Mississippi. Yeah. A little town named after another. As Hardy calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it really named after Mississippi? Thing? We like to do that. Columbus, Philadelphia. Is that 
Is it really? Named I don't know. After I'm that? assuming. Is it named after the original Philadelphia? On purpose? I would assume. If I had to guess and say that uh, the people who decided Philadelphia should be named Philadelphia, I would say that they probably just looked at the Liberty Bell and said, "Let's yeah. go on ahead and stamp it here too." Right. I mean, especially <laughs> considering, like, Columbus may not have been named after Columbus, Ohio, but <clears throat> Philadelphia is one of the most instrumental cities in this nation's history and, I mean, probably formed well before Philadelphia, Mississippi. I yeah, I think it. our town should do a better job of, uh, for no other reason than publicity, to build a relationship with Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, but it's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's, that'd be kind of like I should have, a for publicity, I should have a good relationship with, like, um, Brett Favre. Butterbean. But Brett Favre probably don't want a relationship with me. <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Like I'm the little dude down here. Like yeah, we both yeah, we both from Mississippi. You know we both. I, I played a little football, but like you know what I mean. Do like, you have your own Rocky? Do I have my own Rocky? Does Philadelphia, Philadelphia have, have they, their own Rocky? Have their own Rocky? You know what's funny? Yeah, yeah, they do. I'd say it's probably Marty Stewart. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Boxer, country singer. Oh, but country singer. Okay, okay. I'm. Oh, I I'm, I, when boxer. I say well, I was Rocky was a boxer, dummy. I was thinking. Yeah, but it don't have to be. I didn't mean it like a boxer. Hey, did you know that Rocky didn't exist? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, he's Sylvester Stallone. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> just making sure you do. <laughs> but, 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 but theology he does over have here. a fucking statue in Philadelphia. Does, that, and that's crazy to me. That's like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's the, they're like number one guy, and he never existed. That statue's they're, really there? Yeah. Dog, I yeah, thought that was yeah. from a movie. No, that's real. What? They really put that statue that's up. That's a real ass statue, I've never dog. Been to Philly, though, so I guess. Yeah, well, that's Marty real... Stewart, I had no idea he was from Philadelphia, Mississippi. I didn't either. That's crazy. Marty Stewart has, I was telling Jake this, he has the world's largest country music memorabilia collection in the world. Can you go see it? It is housed currently in Philadelphia, Mississippi, and they just opened the theater part of a three-phase concept Mm -hmm. for the Marty Stewart Congress of Country Music. And so now what the process has come to is the stage is ready. We've been having talent come in and play and have shows. Now they move on to building the museum where Mm -hmm. all of his shit can be on display. So you guys are going to be kind of like, what's that place in Nashville where everybody goes to sing? Correct. We're going to be like that. The Grand Ole Opry. Grand Ole Opry. Buy you some real estate in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Huh. Right now. That's impressive. That's smart. I mean, really, people. I don't know if y'all know this. I'm in real estate investment now, you know. So maybe I'll come up there, maybe holler at you. Come on, I'll show you where the good spots are. Yeah, show me the good spots. I'll get you in on the What are you being serious? Like, that's essentially going to be the same thing? Yeah. That's awesome. No bullshit. That's That's really cool. cool. There's going to be people from all over the globe. Come to Philadelphia. You know what would be smart, real talk? Go invest in property there. If they are going to be bringing big names in there to play, go invest in some like apartments and turn them into Airbnbs. Oh yeah, shit for people for to people go to come to, in. Yeah. People that don't want to stay at the, the casinos or whatever, go in and, and put in some small Airbnbs and rent them out for people to come to the show. Get something there close to the concert hall. People to come to the show. What? What? I just watched your you problem, dog. Watching you with your thing, you was twisting. Well, I, think I was trying to get the stand yeah, straight think, up. And I think that'd be. I think if people came in and looked at the property value and the the most ideal locations right now, and then looked at what their returns could potentially be once the museum has been up for five years, I think they'd 
What are, what are y'all getting per square foot over that in that area right now? Do you know? I have no idea. All right. So like like in Columbus, we get about a hundred dollars square foot. So if you got like a thousand square foot house, about a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred, two thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. If it's a nicer house, it's um, quite smaller than Starkville. Well, Starkville's more than a hundred dollars square foot. I know why. Huh? Because of college. You got the university. I mean, yeah, the Columbus is not nice, as nice it's of an area. Starkville. What are you talking about? I don't also. know. Because I, I, when I, before I bought my house, I was looking at houses here. Yeah. And the house that I was looking at here had a pool, it had an upstairs, it had a downstairs. It was probably double in square footage, and it was half for what of what I bought my house for. Really? So yeah. how many? How, what was your dollar per square foot at your house? Right now? What did you pay for it? I don't know. I'd have to calculate. Two hundred dollars a square foot? One ninety, maybe. One hundred and ninety dollars a square foot? Yeah. That's wow. National average, probably. I want to so? say that. I think so. I thought it was around one hundred, like one hundred forty-five was around. Wow. That's crazy. But still, that's pretty so. So Philadelphia, Mississippi is going to be the next Nashville. You think? No, I don't think it's going to be the I next know. Nashville. Yeah. I think that it can. If if me in my fantasy world, I think Philadelphia should take Oxford and use that as the model. That's not right. You don't have a university there. We will. You will essentially. Are both casinos oper- music? operating, or yeah. is it just one? Yeah, we'll have the country music yeah. mecca, basically. Yeah. So you're saying Philadelphia is taking a, over as as country music? We're well, saying it's not going to become the new Nashville. Oh, not going to become. No, okay, I mean okay. it, you're not going to. Philadelphia is not going to be able to compete with that. I mean Nashville is one of the fastest growing, nicest no, 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 areas. No, no. I, would, I, mean, I would never it, say that. Yeah, you're, well, but, that'll but it may open expand. it up because you're going to be. It's going to be easy easier available to people who want to get in there, right? So yeah. if you want to become a country music star, going to Philadelphia first. To get your name out there, maybe to Nashville. There's going to be an aspect of that, right? There's going to be a to possibility. play there, maybe not live there. It's going to be I mean, a, even to be taught by somebody who's already there. Maybe I don't true. know how many people do you have there. Eight thousand like, in town, thirty thousand in the well, county. I, like who's a is Marty Stewart live there? Marty Stewart does not, to my knowledge, live in Philadelphia. Okay, but I mean, just, it, but the whole the whole point is is that. Much like Columbus, we're looking for opportunities to improve our economic situation. Right. right. We got to have our people more shit to do to make money. Yeah. And if we got to use entertainment and music and the arts to do that, well, let's do it. And yeah. so it's usually one of the tougher ways to get that done. It is. It is. You know. You're right. But Philadelphia's geographic location and lack of infrastructure and lack of, um, for lack of a better word accessible passageways in the way of water or four-lane highways. The, just the fact that we're getting that yeah. and plus the casinos, we are in a void, but we do have an opportunity to make an impact on a, on a state scale more yeah. so than yeah. Meridian. Yeah. Y'all, y'all have, the, y'all have the, the water park up that way too, don't you? Yeah, during the, the summer months, y'all got one of the larger ones in the – in the south, yeah. yeah. What's it called? I've never heard of this. Guys, a fall for your ass, boy. I've always talked about going up there. I always go to Birmingham. I go to. I go to. It's pretty tight. One time, Alabama one Adventures. Time. Yeah, I, I mean, love a water park. I, I love mean, a water it's, park. It's, it's fun it's for like, like, but like I, a water park ain't something I want to just do over and over and over. No. Again. I got kids. Yeah. You know, it's so like, I'm a. I'm a, I can do water park. I love water yeah. parks. That's the kind of shit I can do. I don't give a damn about a casino. I don't give a damn about a casino. I ain't playing no cards. That my daddy told me growing up. He said, "Son, let me tell you something. They did not go to the desert in the middle of Las, where Las Vegas is, and build these enormous structures, these monstrosities to give you money." Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah, they give me money. Go on, then. Go on, then. 
I go. Do your thing. I do my thing. Do it every weekend. Do it every night. Let me hit that thing, cuz. It tastes like good. I've been Look. making that bread over there at that thing out there at the old casino there, man. That boy say he making that bread out there at the casino, man. You, you bake it yourself? <laughs> you bake it yourself? I don't be doing shit. I probably only went to a casino probably twice in the last probably five years, but... I go for fun. I go to Tunica, and they ain't, they ain't probably a town in this country I hate more than Tunica, Mississippi. Well, I yeah, hate man, Tunica, that's too. Long that's all there is there. Yeah, I, I hate it. I've been to Tunica a bunch of times. You go out there, and you go to the Fitzgerald. They ain't hitting right. They, uh... Let me hit it. Let me hit it. Let me see if I can do it without coughing. Oh, he's going to cough. Everybody get ready for this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> oh, shit. You, you're you a superhuman now. I'm going to do, do one more. Hold on. Get it harder. Hit harder. Bro, if I hit that little thing, that thing, I swear it feels like needles going down my throat. I hate it. Everything ain't for everybody. I hate it. I don't. Delicious. I don't like smoking cigarettes either, man. So that tells me that if MMA was vape smoking, I'd kick your ass. You kick the shit out of me. I would. If if, if vape smoking was fighting, you'd beat the well, shit. I out of me. I watched him hit it a minute ago. He'll beat me to death. Somebody told me the other day that they had their child's um, blood taken, and they sent it off to metal this company, and they dissected the blood, however that works, and they were able to extract. What medications this child was going to be um, allergic to, allergic or uh, most ad- prone to addiction to, okay. or uh, what mental health drugs would work best on this child? And I was like, why hadn't I? Why hadn't I ever heard of this? What are you going to do to that? You know? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where I'd it like is. to get but mine. It exists, yeah. I mean, that, that definitely. I tried Seems to like something medicine. everybody should probably have done. I would like to. I tried to. I tried to take the medicine to get off of this. Uh, well, butrin. Uh-huh. They say it's that's for, an, uh, asthma yeah. drug. A what? That's not butyrol. I think. Well, it's like both. Both. I think both. Both. Both of them are are prescribed to wean people off of nicotine or but alcohol. It's, but it's or, also butyrol is no yeah. albuterol. Well, butrin. Well, butrin, not albuterol. I don't know what albuterol. that is. Albuterol the, goes in an inhaler. Yeah. You're right, but the well butrin is a powder form, is it not? No, you smoking crack. I think there's hey, something everybody to at home that. is watching this podcast. I mean, we I'm don't just, know what the fuck we're talking about. I'm a doctor, here. and that's I don't what care do. what y'all say. I'm a doctor, so I like, don't take anything we're saying uh, seriously. The reason I the reason I'm agreeing with you, Wesley, is because. A couple of days ago, I was talking to a gentleman, and he was describing to me the impacts that medicinal marijuana had been having on him in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And he said that it uh, it allowed him to get off of Wellbutrin and Albuterol because, because he was prone to not alcoholism but drinking alcohol too much. Uh-huh. But apparently, one of the two, or, or the the weed that he got on, made alcohol taste bad. Wow. Well, butrin is also a, maybe why I don't drink my also a medication to uh for nervous people. What the hell is it called? Anxiety. It treats anxiety and depression. Yeah. Yes, it has that effect. So, too. so I don't need for it quite purpose. for that, but but I tried it for this, and man, wouldn't you know it? It just made me feel like the biggest asshole I've ever been in my life. Like I was just made you like, irritable. Yeah, it's very bad. Really? Mm. So I didn't want to try the other one. Um, forget, do you know the other one? Since you're a fucking doctor too. We the other one. What? The other nicotine kicker. Can we get in trouble for saying we're doctors if we're not? Uh, like a cop. No, you, I mean people say they're boys and girls when they're not all the time. Facts. <laughs> Truth. I'm just a sure. doctor of nicotine. I'm just, anyway. I, actually, fact, we're just doctors until seven o'clock this evening. That's right when the camera goes off. Right. Um, <laughs> 
Well, the other one, anyway, the other one they say it gives you nightmares and, and suicidal thoughts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, well, Chantix. I've had both Chantix. of those. Chantix. Chantix. You're talking about the Chantix. The so I nicotine. opted for the Wellbutrin. When you say you have both of those, you mean the medicines or the suicidal thoughts and the nightmares? The suicidal thoughts and the nightmares. From the medicine? No. Oh, just, just because. Oh. So here. Whoa, bro. We're digging deep. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I ain't scared, baby. Let's, Let's talk about it. All right. So when I lived in Starful, ironically enough, not very far from here, I went through a situation in which I ceased to smoke marijuana or take Adderall uh, for the first time in years. You just called turkey? Not intentionally, yes, but not intentionally. Uh, Went on a trip, didn't think much about it, hadn't been thinking much about like my actions and behaviors in regards to consumption of, of substances and whatnot. How old were you? Um, 21. So at that age where you're not thinking much about that. Yeah. I didn't think so. I mean, yeah. I, I thought I was, but apparently I wasn't. Yeah. And went away for probably three or four days without either. And on the way home, uh, we went to Athens, Georgia, and on the way home, started having what I know now to be symptoms of a panic attack and had no idea what it was, didn't know what was going on. <clears throat> what were the symptoms? The first symptoms were I started having like tinglings in my arms and my extremities between my hands and my elbow and my ankle and my knee and kind of like jolts of energy. Like if you've ever been shot, like putting in an electrical wire or whatever Mm -hmm. and you get popped, that's what it would feel like. And then my heart would start racing real fast. And this went on for the, the drive back probably 30 minutes before I got home and then got home. and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm straight. And um, got in the shower and just freaked out. You know, heart was pounding. I thought I was having a heart attack, just freaking out mentally. Um, felt like my heart was going to beat out of my chest. So I went downstairs like, Mom, I was like, we got to go to the hospital. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And she could look at my face and be like, all right, I think he's telling the truth. Like, even though the words didn't make sense, she could see the look in my eye that was like, all right, he's telling the truth. We need to do something. Took me up to the hospital. <clears throat> Granted, rural Mississippi. <clears throat> Go in there, the doctor. I tell him what's going on, and he said, "Yeah, boy, you uh, you got on some of that spice." What I said? I said, "What? I ain't never had no spice." He said, "You a drug user?" I said, "Well, sir, I smoke marijuana, and obviously he had my records. He could tell I've been taking Adderall or whatever." And, he said, yeah, I think you done got a hold of some of that spice, boy. Oh, shit. And, uh, the doctor was telling you this? Yeah. Damn. And um, so he was asking me my symptoms and everything. He was like, yeah, I think I think we need to monitor you for, for a little while. We're going to send you over to Meridian. So I was at a rural hospital in Union. So they sent me to have my heart monitored overnight in Meridian. So went over there, long story short, really didn't they didn't find anything. Uh, How long did those symptoms last? Oh, man, the effects of that experience in and of itself went on for, I mean, I still deal with, I still deal with it today. You really? still off the juice? You off the weed and off the... No, I, sm- I smoke weed. Okay. But I'm not on Adderall. So my See, I'm point, on both right now. So my this is where I was going with this, I well. think, is that <clears throat> there are drugs that the, uh, our society prescribes to us that are inherently addictive. Mm-hmm. 
so the nightmares and the suicidal thoughts came from the encounter with that rural doctor telling me that or diagnosing me with spice use for those of y'all that don't know what spice are not y'all but listeners it's synthetic marijuana or synthetic yeah. thc it was sold in gas stations throughout the teens and the 2000s and fucked up a lot of people and it should look like potpourri but i smoked that shit from from that experience i went home and i took my diagnosis from that doctor's being that i had encountered spice when so then i started looking up symptoms and it's like suicidal thoughts uh suicide ideation um what was the other one nightmares nightmares but the night so i had those but the suicidal thoughts were a self-fulfilling prophecy in uh. that he gave me the symptom of being under the influence of spice as being a suicidal thought so, then, so therefore i thought i was suicidal so uh. then it started a vicious cycle of suicidal thoughts when, WebMD it, isn't shit. it crazy how those intrusive thoughts can like if you let them go dude they'll take they'll over, take over. They'll like take before over. you know it. They'll take over. So how did you combat that? Um, so I combated that by white-knuckling it at first. All the while, what I think was going on, obviously I wasn't under the influence of Spice. I think it was me withdrawing from Adderall. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that can be tough. And or weed. Yeah. Well, you got you to gotta remember, all right, so ADHD – a lot of people, especially people that promote like mushrooms being prescribed to people with ADHD, depression, and anxiety, those are all seem to be, especially when used with like mushrooms, depression, anxiety, ADHD seem to be the same. They, they seem to be the same issue. They're just manifesting differently in different people. All it's a dopamine deficiency. Your brain mm -hmm. is not producing enough dopamine. People that are ADHD, like myself, I deal with all three. I deal with anxiety. I deal with ADHD, and I've dealt with depression. And you need to beat that dick, boy. Um, oh, I, bro, ain't nobody beating their dick more than me, Playboy. <laughs> ain't nobody beating their dick more than me. Matter of fact, I actually do better when I beat my dick less. You didn't you, see that muscle before today? Bro, you, see, you didn't see this thing swallowed up, bro? You I got beat. that deficiency, my dog. I'm just telling uh, you how to get but it. But that, that is actually one of the ways that people with ADHD deal with it is masturbation. Masturbation, looking for lots of sex looking for they, they typically are more prone to have addiction issues so you know when you when your brain is not producing dopamine you're looking for it wherever you can so you find it in drugs you find it in sex you find you it in masturbation it. you find it in whatever you find it in yeah. whatever you can it's, it's your way of self-medicating the, the lack of dopamine so a lot of addicts have this issue and they, what they have found is certain mushrooms and especially some mushrooms with psilocybin seem to actually treat and have long-term lasting effects on some of these issues. Um, but the thing is, pharmaceutical companies can't make money off of something that actually fixes you. They need you to take medicine forever so they can keep making money off of you. All right. So, But it's funny you say that because I've actually dealt with those things as well. Nightmares, uh, sleep, uh, sleeplessness. I mean, I, I'll stay up because I am severely ADHD. I'll stay up for days at a time um, like a meth head, man. I'll stay up three days. You know, with no, without without any stimulants, without Adderall, um, depression, and then I, I'll man, if I I have to, a lot of people think I'm a weird dude. Y'all know, y'all know. I'm oh, a, I, I, get, nothing, I get into man. some weird shit because I like I'm super into like meditation, Wim Hof breath work, 
um, like positive affirmations and thinking. Like I'm almost like a hippie about that shit. Like I'm like, I'm super into like making sure that I'm very in control of my headspace and what, what information's coming in. I'm very in control of like making sure I'm very Zen practicing, not thinking about things like I'm really into it. And I, I won't listen to certain types of music. I won't listen to music that's like super depressing. I won't listen to watch television that stresses me out. Um, things because I know that my mental health takes a hit when I do, and I don't have my brain can't handle it. Like I, if I let myself start to go, I'll go. Next thing you know, I'm in a really dark place really fast. I'll be suicidal. I'll be. I have a gun in my mouth. I, you know, I've just I've got to be really really careful with the information I put in. So you say that like I, but I'm also on Adderall, and I do think. As much as Adderall has helped me, I do think that I have went, it has been the worst bouts that I've had have been since I've been on Adderall. I think Adderall <clears throat> is very good in small doses for some people. Yeah. I think it has just like pain pills been distributed amongst our people indiscriminately for the dollar. And like that's just a that's just a a, a cost analysis that we've got to do as a group of people is be like, all right, look, do we want to make money or we don't make sure people are not getting addicted to pills? Yeah, but how do you how do you do that with Adderall? Something that how do you treat ADHD with Adderall? Because it's not like pain. Pain is something that's going to come and go. But if you have ADHD, you got ADHD. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there could be a chance that there's like some mushrooms out there that could help it, but and I've done mushrooms, and you know yep. it. It it definitely helped with the anxiety and the depression. I don't know that it helped with ADHD. Um, but you have people like me who I'm a super high achiever, but it's really really hard for me to function. You can ask these guys. I I, I really Mo especially will tell you because he works for me. I don't function well when I'm not on ADHD medicine, but at the same time, I don't think it's good for me. I think it's bad for me. I think I'm taking something that is bad for me. And so I have this constant battle in my head of, okay, what, what's the greater good for me to provide for my family or for me to have strong mental health? Yeah, that's a moral struggle. Yeah, and I, I go through the same thing with depression medicine. I take Effexor, otherwise known as venlafaxine. I take mm -hmm. 150 milligrams every day. And when I first got on depression medication – my intention the day after was to get off as quickly as possible. That's stemming right. from your Adderall yes. withdrawal? Yes. That was, that was ultimately one of the components of the remedy that l got me to a more stable mind state after gotcha. the Adderall and uh, weed situation. Yeah. And one, one thing you got to think about, when, what does Adderall do? Okay, so if, do if ADHD is a dopamine deficiency, Adderall increases or gives you a synthetic dopamine, yes. right. right? So it makes you produce, just like if you were to take testosterone, if you take a synthetic testosterone, your body stops producing testosterone. So if you take ADHD medicine, it's giving you a synthetic dopamine rush, which will make you, if abused, especially, they say it doesn't let you abuse it, but I don't know if that's true, makes, you, yeah. makes your pituitary gland, I believe that's what produces dopamine, stop producing dopamine. So It's not much different from alcohol or benzos right 
because those are not alcohol. Benzos are disposed. What, what is a benzo? Xanax. Xanax. Okay. I mean, they're given to people and prescribed to people by you know 30, 30 day scripts or sixty mm-hmm. ninety day scripts, and it doesn't say on the back. Well, it may, but conventional wisdom was not necessarily that Xanax you were going to get addicted to it and it's going to kill you if you tried to get off of it it was like hey if you get on an airplane and you got a little anxiety that you can't kill just pop a you know pop a football and everything will be okay but now there are very very uh, serious impacts that people are feeling in a negative way because these drugs such as Adderall and Xanax and obviously all the pain pills have such terrible withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Man, them Xanax are something serious. Yeah, the pain pills are mm-hmm. something serious, too. I used to be on them Xanax. Bro, right homeboy in college, he get on them bars, he'll steal your whole motherfucking house. Yeah, well, me? They say when you come off them cold turkey, they'll, I mean, that's dangerous yeah. for yeah. you down like, hell. Kill, kill you. Kill you, yeah, yeah. kill you. Yeah, absolutely. And I've known, I've known people that have went through some really, really hellacious withdrawals Coming off Xanax, coming off painkillers. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Painkillers are nothing but an opioid repackaged. So if you look at heroin and the dangers of heroin, heroin is a repackaged opioid. Damn, you got to pee again. Yeah, y'all just y'all pissing today. My goodness, we don't usually even piss that much <laughs> in the podcast. It's a repackaged opioid, though. It's a dangerous opioid that yeah. is is repackaged, and to think that it's going to be different because you get it from a doctor. I mean, you, it, is it more dangerous to do heroin than Norco? Well, for sure. But, I mean, the, the, the long-term effects of your in your brain and in your body are going to be similar. And th- with that being said, though, you also have this huge Adderall shortage right now that we're dealing with. That I don't, do y'all know about this? I don't uh-uh. know about this. You can't get Adderall right now. Um, it's very, very, very difficult. Because what happened was during the pandemic, even, all the, like even for people that are prescribed, yeah, you and, can't get it. Nobody has it. They're not making enough of it. There's a huge shortage of it. So like you, you can get it, but you have to call. Like when I get an Adderall prescription, I have to call every pharmacy in Columbus, Starville, West Point, wherever, until I find one that has my prescription. Then I usually have to drive. Like I had to drive to Starville for one. I finally found one that had one in Columbus for my last one. Um, and the reason what happened was during the pandemic, everybody's kids were at home mm-hmm. Well, all the kids were at home and all the kids were having to do schoolwork at home. And all the parents were like, holy shit, you have ADHD. Like, we got to get you on something. Normally, the kids are at school. Oh, they're over prescribing it. to. So they're over prescribing oh, it to kids because parents were like, this kid's got ADHD. So do the kids really have ADHD? I think all kids have ADHD. Yeah, I think so. I think too. a lot of kids, I think I think a lot of boys, especially Putting them in a classroom and telling them to pay attention to somebody talking and writing on a board is lunacy. But, I mean, is it is it really ADHD or are they really just being boys? I think they're, a lot of times they're just being boys. I think so, too. I, I think, think we are over-diagnosing and over-prescribing a lot of a lot of things. Well, from, so what, especially ADHD. Is everything the, is there, it used to be ADD and ADHD. Or is this it all just, the same. It's, it's all, all ADHD same. now, okay. yeah. Right. Um, so... Why? They just they realized that it was actually the same deficiency. Same it just manifested itself differently in different people. So some people were more hyperactive. Some people weren't. But it's all the same. It's, just, it's all just the same dopamine deficiency. It doesn't it doesn't really change. Let but me hit that thing, cuz. Let me find it. You cause. done lost it. Nah, cuz. I never lose it. Where your comb at? I'm gonna wear them shades, cuz. Put them on. So what you looking? What you looking at? 
Ooh, that boy look good. The FDA has has pretty strict regulations on ADHD medicine. So when that big uptick, the number of people prescribed ADHD medicine basically doubled over like during the, the pandemic, during the yeah. pandemic. So now, and they hadn't been able to get. What, what, what happens is the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, limits the amount of Adderall that's able to be produced based on how much Adderall they believe needs to be made. Mm. So the, the people who actually produce Adderall can only make the amount that the FDA allows them to make. So the market's not in control anymore. So the the government's controlling the the government the controls the distribution. So they the tell they tell us how many ADD people there are in the they world. They tell the people making the ADHD medicine, and it's based on numbers in previous years. And so when the government sees, oh, all of a sudden it's dope, they're like, no. Is that so, so like, they're not stockpiling it and just keeping hordes of it, or? I don't know. I know that only so, so that they, they can only more? make so much of it. Okay. They're only allowed to produce so much ADHD medicine to in order to combat it being sold illegally. Because a lot of times there's a problem with that. Because right now my daughter has hella trouble getting it. Me too. Because all the I motherfuckers who don't need it that are getting it right. prescribed. Well, who, say, who says I don't need so it? So are they solving a problem or making a problem? Making a problem. It seems like. I yeah. mean, or or maybe giving it they to get my you, daughter is making you, the problem. They get you hooked on the drug. And then they take it away. Right, which and is then, where I'm at. And then the the civilians have to say, okay, well, now what I – it's similar to marijuana, just the reverse. Right. You know, like, it's more dangerous. It is. Yeah, ADHD. Like, Adderall is more dangerous than marijuana. Yes, for it sure. is. No doubt. Without a question. The fact that uh, the, marijuana has been the one that's – No, in terms of how bad it is for you. Oh. Let me ask you this. Or both. Does marijuana not help with your ADHD? Or no, it, marijuana actually makes my ADHD makes worse. worse. Yeah, it, it, it exacerbates that. it. Yeah, if I'm, but the thing about it is, so I have this constant struggle, and I'm, you guys may feel this too. I'm a very ambitious individual, and there's something down in me that's just going crazy 24 7. It's just a fire in my gut that's telling me I got to go. I got to make something shake. I got to make some money. I got to, I got to do something. And it's that, I think it probably is that dopamine deficiency. And whereas some people become addicted to drugs, I'm addicted to accomplishing things. Mm -hmm. I'm addicted to, to making something happen. I'm addicted to making moves. When you've done all the moves you can make at the time. Then I get super depressed and want to kill myself. Mm. See, that's a problem. Yeah. You need a a constant challenge. And so when I don't have that marijuana is one of the things that helps me turn that off. So what are you going to do after your president? Take over the world, I guess. One world government. Oh, okay, what about after that? I don't know. Well, I, I think there's. I don't. I don't. I think there will always be another challenge. So is that why you're saying? Why about you can get sucked into video games like that? Yeah, I don't. I don't play video games for that reason. Because if I if I get into a video game, I can't do anything else. Mm. Like I will play twenty out three hours a day. Like when GTA Five came out, I would literally do. I would. Go to the gym and teach my classes, and then every waking moment that I was not teaching, I was playing GTA Five for 20 hours a day. And I would fall asleep with the controller in my hand, wake up, and keep playing the next morning. Just I, I become obsessed with things, and I, it's just this. This I'd be very, very careful what I allow that to point at. So, who did you kill? What you mean? Michael or 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 or, or I've Trevor. I've played it through and done all oh, of them. God damn. Yeah, I've, I've played. It. I've done most of the time. I pick. You ever played it? Mm-mm. You ever um, played GTA Five? Like three different alternate endings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can kill, kill Michael. You can kill Trevor, or you can let them both live. Yeah. Um. And usually I let them both live, and then I'll go back and replay it and kill wow. Michael or kill Trevor. I've played all of them. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. You're crazy. Yeah, but I've, I'm I'm a very obsessive. 
I have an obsessive personality. I'll get on kicks where I like I'm really into mushrooms and I want to study what mush. But 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 the point that I'm making is marijuana allows me to shut that side of me down, and I can just be. Is that how I you can get just, off of your kick? Yeah, through marijuana. A, a lot of times, yes. It allows me to uh, enjoy spending time with my family, enjoy spending time with my kids, play with my kids. It's a medicine, dude. I'm a big proponent. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm ready it, for it to be legal. It, allow, it, it takes that anxiety away. It takes that feeling that I need to be at work because I work a lot. And um, when I'm at home, a lot of times I feel like I should still be at work. And I, I guess you'd call it a workaholic, mm-hmm. you know. And it allows me to – it allows me – my dad was too, you know. And it allows me to kind of like – flip that switch off and just love my kids and hang out and, and eat ice cream and have a good time and really enjoy that moment in time. And that's what, that's what I use marijuana for. That's, that's how I medicinally use it for myself. I mean, I, I don't have a prescription, but I feel like a dick. Cause you know, all I do is work and then I go home and discipline the kids and then I go to bed right. and I get up and I do it all over. Yeah, it I sucks. think capitalism is, I think as it pertains to drugs, we're feeling side effects of, capitalism almost at its best because with every good thing there are going to be negative side effects Mm -hmm. and i think the impact on humanity that the pharmaceutical industry has had as a result of being run capitalistically is what we're seeing right the problem and this is the thing with with this is the reason I said in the last episode that I'm a libertarian, and I don't know that that's really accurate. Oh, you've been um, saying that for a long time, so it's mm-hmm. got to be. Yeah, I don't know that it is, though. Um, and this is the reason I say that. I am a proponent that there is not a good system. You're a vegetarian. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think there is a right way to do things. Because when you run things socialistically, it just finds pow- power finds its, a way to lay its head somewhere different. And when you run things capitalistically the power still finds a place to raise it, to lay its head. Power always will find a way to lay its head. Corruption will always be present. When things exist for a long time, they always are corrupt. It doesn't matter if it's socialistic. It doesn't matter if it's capitalistic. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's it, it, technically we are not a capitalist or a socialist society. Religion. Yeah, religion. Exactly. That's a really good point. You look at the Roman Catholic Church. You look at mm. any, any, any as long as, and, and what, you, what you see when you look at like, all right, and we're going to take Christianity because we're in the United States. That's the dominant religion here. And you look at Christianity but this is true in almost every religion. There's a million different sects. And why those sects exist is because the longer one sect exists, the more corrupt and the more stale it becomes. And what religion actually is, purely from a scientific approach, is our need or desire to experience an altered state of consciousness, very similar to a drug, which has been proven through brain scans can actually rewire our brain. It actually is really good for us in the same way that mushrooms, surfing, jujitsu, martial arts, deeply religious experiences are some of those powerful experiences that happen in our brain. And we are seeking those experiences out as religious entities exist. They put regulation on how or when or why you can experience these altered states of consciousness. Um, They become more corrupt the sect will break off, find a new way to experience that altered state of consciousness. They'll they'll establish because you need some form of because the thing about it is same thing with mushrooms. You have your Charles Mansons who will put get people on mushrooms and manipulate them. If if 
the altered state of consciousness is gone unchecked, people use it for evil. But then if you check it too much, you snuff it out and kill it and it creates a different, and then a new sect will emerge. In the same way that I think that that will happen in government, the same way it's going to happen in drug with drugs and business, as things become more established, they become more corrupt because there's more power there. As they become more corrupt, it doesn't matter what type of government it is. It can be socialistic. It can be capitalistic. It will technically we're sort of a, we're a socialistic, capitalistic states, capitalist society. And to piggyback off of that whole point. I think a lot about religion in Mississippi and how deep, deeply rooted it is and how influential it is. And the more I think about it and the more I've thought about it over the years, I come to the realization that we have a lot of churches in Mississippi because people, because the religion was, it has had a stronghold for a long time. But at the same time, denominations are man-made. And so people just want to get a different version of that altered state right. based off of their guidelines. Mm -hmm. So they just move over here to the next corner and they feel just as strongly about Jesus Christ as the person down the road, but maybe they didn't want to tuck their shirt in, or maybe they didn't want to uh, have to have to marry somebody at a by a certain age or whatever. So they just altered the rules, right. man made, to fit what they wanted to live within, and were still able to achieve that altered state of consciousness that right. is equivalent to a drug. Yeah. That but, that that oneness with with the universe and God yeah. and. and you know, so like, do you believe in a God? Do you believe that there is a God? Yes, you yes. do. Okay. What about you guys? I know you do. What yeah. about you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was having this conversation with somebody a while back. I actually, I was actually explaining this to my dad. That was a really tough thing for me, coming to terms with if there was a God or not. You know, because I mean, we really, at the end of the day, we don't know. You don't yeah, know for right. sure. No, no. You know, like we don't, we don't have any proof of if there is a God or not. All we can do is examine what's in front of us and. And at face value, a lot of science would say that there isn't one. A lot of scientists Point don't believe in it. Point of belief system, though, right? Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I kind of... Well, you can call everything you see as proof as to how I got here, but that requires the faith. Well, the first thing, y'all want to know, you wanna know my, my, my journey <coughs> to belief sure, in sure. God, how, yes. how I got there? So for a long time, I wasn't sure if I believed in God or not. And then I studied deeper, not into religion, I studied deeper into science. And that's where I found God. I found God in science because... Like Scientology? No, science, not Scientology. Saying that makes you a Scientologist? No, not at all. Science. Scientology is a totally different thing. Um, not based in science at all. Are you I just don't understand. Oh, yeah, I don't know if okay. you're yes. I'm just trying to make Yeah, Scientology sure is a really silly, silly religion. That um, is a religion based off of science, though. Yes. No, it is not. It's no, based off of not at all. Oh, okay. it was, it was Scientology was invented by An a author. science fiction author named yeah. L. Ron Hubbard, oh, wow. who even went on record to say, like, the real money is in starting a religion and whatever. Hmm. They believe that the Earth is only like 500 years old. You don't the, got plague, huh? Yeah, the universe or the world is only like 500 it sounds, years sounds old. That's legit, though, doesn't it? And, oh, that's why they picked that but name. I don't list, I don't, I never studied into it because it's not real. Look into it. Really? Okay. Look into it. It's, have, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. They have, no, I don't. But okay, I, have I was going to say, if you have direct TV, they have a Scientology channel. Really? Hell yeah. And you can it'll tell you all about that bullshit. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And they believe that you bases. have like these evil, like, I don't know if the spirits is the right word or whatever, but you have to pay them money for them to come and hook you up to the machine. It's a lot of money to get these, whatever. I'm not going to go into it because I don't really understand okay, it. Okay, but go ahead. But this was, this was my, uh, as I got into science and you start re researching <laughs> 
um, what what is the universe? Essentially, what is the universe? The universe was created by the Big Bang Theory, we believe, where in 13 billion years ago, there was an invention of three things. Three things were created or that, that we, in terms of our, as, created from our perspective, time, space, and matter. All the matter of the universe was condensed down to the, about the size of the pin of a head. There was no space and there was no time. And in a singular, singular moment, time, space, and matter was, were created. Right, um, or at least time and space were created. Time as we know it was was created. Space as we know it was created. That to me tells me though that at a some point, something had to take action independent of time, space, and matter for the reaction. Right. Yeah. There had to be something to exist outside of time, space, and matter. Well, anything that's not bound by time, space, and matter, no matter how you cut it. That's a deity. That's a God. That's something that does not, that is not bound by our concept of time and is not bound by our concept of matter. So that was like the first step for me was like, okay, then you, re you research, okay, we are starlight essentially, according to science. In the Bible, it says God is light, mm -hmm. right? In the moment of the big bang, it was a disbursement of energy that created every all the energy that is created in our universe today was created in that moment. Every human, every plant, every animal, every star, every black hole was created in that moment. The energy that it comes from. That energy is the same energy that creates stars. It's the same energy that, run, that, that spun up into consciousness, which is what we are. We are that energy spun up into consciousness. So that energy that was released 13 billion years ago has now spun itself up into consciousness. And it seems that the higher the consciousness is spun up, we tend seem to be able to commune with a higher power. And and as we've as you learn get into like quantum entanglement, you get into quantum linking, you get into these higher like theoretical sciences of how everything in the universe is somehow connected, how the energy of our universe is somehow connected. You look at it and it's like, okay, there's something bigger going on here. Now, what version of that you believe in is is up to that. Person. It's up to you, but there's something going on. Yeah. Now, the reason I'm a Christian is because now, do I necessarily believe that the Earth is six thousand years old? Do I necessarily believe that every story in the Old Testament happened exactly the way that it was written? I don't know. My cracker. I don't have enough right. information here to to make this determination. What I do know is when you research the prophecies of the Old Testament that there would be a person that would turn the entire world to the one true God of Judaism. Um, and that that one, especially coming from a religion that was non-evangelical, mm -hmm. Jude, Jews weren't trying to convert other non-Jews to be Jews. For them to have a, have a prophecy that someone would come and turn the entire mm -hmm. world to that God is pretty astounding from a non-evangelical religion. And then for that person to come and it be a significant enough of a, point in history that we base our time on it what year is it why exactly that that's what's funny to me is we base our time system off that and people don't acknowledge so it. either the other thing is is when you look at as this our consciousness have spun, has, have spun up i don't believe that every other religion is demonic the way that a lot of other christians do when you look at islam they believe that jesus is a prophet uh, is a prophet in the same way that muhammad was they the the buddhists believe that jesus was a buddha they believe he was a God. He was, he was, he, he was likeness of God. All your other major religions who 
seem to have all come to similar belief systems. All the belief systems of all of our religions have come to a similar point that denying our our animalistic instincts and embracing a higher form of consciousness is the is the path to enlightenment. That is the message of Judaism. That's the message of Islam. That's the message of Buddhism. That's the message of your original monotheistic religions is rejection of earthly pleasures for a higher form of consciousness. We all we all get to a dead end. I mean, as men, as human human nature, we all get to no matter how what what path it is. No matter what roadmap we take, we always get to a dead end to where we have to say, I ain't got the answer. Right. No matter what that method looks like, no matter what that path looks like. But, but the question is, why did everyone, why did all these cultures of these religions that seem to have, not all religions came to this conclusion, so I'm not saying that they did, but all the ones that seem to have lasted all, there seems to be a, a, a reoccurring pattern. I think they stem from the same place. But, I mean, are you going to say that Buddhism and when you research what was the original monotheistic religion from the Canaanites or, or whatever, um, I mean, do they really? I mean, I mean there's no proof of all, it. I think they all come from humans. And so they're all rooted and they all are infiltrated with but our evolutionary biology is the exact opposite of that our evolutionary biology is unlimited access to unlimited women take whatever you can to get ahead do whatever you can cut cut whoever's throat be ambi- as ambitious as possible and become the also, alpha but there's also a soul but, right to a human. but what is that uh, I, so I think, what what I, what is this common there's some commonality that separates us from all the other animals that that are completely bound by their evolutionary biology we are not for whatever reason we are at war with our evolutionary biology our evolution of our brain we are in constant war with it we are constantly trying to combat the evolution of our brain for whatever reason and it's across multiple cultures and it all kind of comes down to this belief that the de- denying that animalistic evolutionary biology of the what's in our flesh will lead to a higher state of consciousness. I think that at the bare minimum, uh, human beings are geared to survive and no more. Coupled with capitalism, we are making it easier to just exist. You don't have to produce. You don't have to. Right. Because we're, we have so much abundance. Yeah. You don't have to bring value. You can. Ju- it's becoming profitable for some people to just make it to where common people can just exist. And so I think that's spread across the entire humanity. And I think to your point, like our defiance of evolutionary biology is because of that, is influenced by capitalism and the fact that people in power that are making the most profits are making it easier, whether it be Amazon technology of your choice. See, but that, that all, that all is in line with our evolutionary biology. I mean, to, to do, see humans are designed to do as little work as possible and to do as little as possible because that we had limited resources. We had little limited food. But so laziness is our evolutionary it, biology. Yeah, it is. It is. We're, we are made to do nothing more than survive, which is why you see people like David Goggins and Joe Rogan and myself who, advocate no go out and exercise 
And uh, you like how I threw myself in the day. Do that shit again, man. <laughs> Just a That's a no, time of my lifetime, dog. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm saying as a whole, in general. And also, mankind. a lot of these, a lot of these ideas are are not modern. I mean, this is this is very old. I mean, it was the same. When you look at what what do what do Buddhist monks preach is the path to enlightenment. What yes. is the path to enlightenment? Is it is the is the rejection of earthly pleasures? It's the rejection of what Christians would call the flesh. It's uh, spending time just being one without when blocking and taking absolute control of your mind, absolute control of your thoughts, rejecting negativity, rejecting you know un- violence, unnecessary violence, rejecting um, the, these evolutionary bi- biological triggers, some of which have been, and, and, and that path has been what has brought us to where we are today because things like, um, uh, and this is not, this is not even biblical, but, um, or, or even a religious thing, but uh, um, not, oh my gosh, when you only have one wife. Monogamy. Monogamy. Monogamy is a really good example of this. Monogamy has been one of the most important factors for us, for society to be where it is because men who ain't getting none are usually angry. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, aren't they? Yeah. Men who, men who are not getting laid are angry. They're mad. They're, they're usually, and you, yeah, look, at, you look at uh, polygamous societies, they <laughs> tend to be very violent. The more polygamous society, the more violent that it is. Look at is a lot of Islamic cultures where they're very violent. They're poly- polygamous. You have a lot of men hmm. who not getting laid because you have men and women are born at the same rate. Men are men are meant to die. That's the reason why men we were polygamous for, for so long. Men died. Men went out hunting. They went to war. They died. The most valuable men had all the women. The less valuable men died. Okay. Um, we live in a society now that we have enough abundance that is no longer the case. So we had to shift from polygamous society to a, what's the word again? Monogamous, Monogamous society. Monogamous. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that. We had to make that shift. And so, but that, but this has been a shift we've been making now for thousands of years. I mean, really, and it could be, it could be the abundance that you're talking about because it does seem that uh, monotheistic religions really seem to follow agriculture and agriculture was the beginning of abundance, you know, as we begin to, when we learned how to grow our own food. Um, so it could, you could, you could make a really good point there that it is a byproduct of abundance. The reason I go back to survival is because roll tide, Nick Saban, I'd stop that (laughs) roll tide. Nick Saban has a talk and he talks about the book. The name of the book escapes me, but he talks about the author who I believe is maybe was a psychologist and talks about how the the human being is just created to survive. Yeah. And Nick Saban took that mentality into his coaching career and was like, look, we don't want people who just survive. Right. We want people who thrive. They survive, they go up, they, they maximize and fulfill their personal potential and then parlay that into benefiting others. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. You're an like, Alabama fan? I was going to ask no. the same thing. Hell just no, but I'm oh, a Nick Saban fan. Okay, okay. You can't help but me be a Nick Saban fan. That makes Saban you a Mississippi State fan. I mean, he, I'm, a, I'm a Mississippi fan. Just all fuck, of it? I, fuck I heard with, you like all of Mississippi. I fuck with all of Mississippi. Okay. That's See, cool. I'm an Alabama fan. I was, I was born and raised in Alabama. I fuck with uh, the Dirty Birds down there in Hattiesburg. I fuck with Dion and them. Well, Dion done left. Yeah, he ain't there Dion. no more. You a Buffalo fan now? Or no? No. Okay. 
No, I'm gonna let Dion. I'm so you're just Dion. an advocate of the state of Mississippi in general. You damn right. I okay. Know. You know, cool. I will say, and we're getting off topic here, we because we're going from theology and God let's to football. But let's, let's do that. Ain't nothing wrong with Tyler, it. Tyler will appreciate us. It's doing called this. a uh, segue. Uh, let's do this. I am an Alabama fan. But nothing would please me more than seeing the Mississippi State University win a national championship. Oh, that'd be so cool. In what? Football. The only support that matters. Hell no. Sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm actually not even from this state. I'm sorry for your Mississippi logic. But look, look, homie. Do you know how much that would benefit us? Yeah, I'm sure. Financially. Especially you like Arkansas far, winning and Alabama winning national championships is not actually going <laughs> to change Arkansas our lives. Arkansas winning one. We ain't won shit since 1964. Oh, you're an Arkansas fan? Four, yeah. yeah. Are you from Arkansas? I am. What part? You want to see my pig? No. Do, do no. the sound. Do he the said sound. no. Do the sound, too. I don't give a damn what he said. I'm going to show him. Uh, from you didn't do the woo mm. pig, Suey. I didn't. He's actually just from just still Missouri. He's one of my pig. I was born in Blyville. You can say what you say. That is true. I was going to say, you didn't look like you from around here. No, I'm not. I'm one of them. How do you look like you from around here? Not like him. I didn't quite. I don't <laughs> I quite like look him. like. Oh. Where you get Sorry, the diamonds dog. from, cuz? I got the diamonds from Claire's, dog. <laughs> bling bling. They iced you out. They iced me out. <laughs> why you ain't asking him where he got his black studs from? I get a get a fist between you. I ain't even notice him. That's uh, why. That's why you gotta have diamonds. Same fist, Tyler. Same fist, Tyler. I'm sorry. Amazon. Every time you do that, you like back your head up, put it there, and then you lean back in. I'm sorry, ma'am. I lean move in. Your, move your back. Move your mic back. Okay. In. Well, there you go. Still, now I'm two and a half. Damn, he done got on your ass. I gotta come back. That's what I do. That's what he does. You don't watch the show, clearly. Somebody got to be in control, Tyler. You might need to watch the show. <laughs> I've been watching the shorts, which Mo's been doing a good job, and whoever puts the uh, yeah, puts Keith, content together. That's Keith and, uh, that's Keith and Mark that what are our editors. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. I've seen the show on Instagram. That's, okay. that's, that's, the, the same stuff that goes out on Instagram, don't tell nobody this, it goes out on all the platforms. If, you, if people follow it everywhere, they already know that. Yeah. The same stuff that goes out on YouTube, we put the long form on YouTube, but the shorts that goes out anywhere, it's the same shorts that goes out on every other platform. So, like, what go, what you're watching on Instagram is also on Facebook. It's also on YouTube. It's also on TikTok. It goes out everywhere. That's probably our biggest platform, actually, is TikTok. We're like 70,000 followers on what TikTok. What is it with TikTok, man? Just new platforms are uh, easy to get big on because they're, they're, they, have the, they have the simplest algorithm normally. And they're trying to blow up creators so that they have like big creators on the platform. So if you can be one of the first people to a platform, you're always going to get. It's so much easier to get famous. That's how we got famous. Is and what you need to do if you're trying yeah, to get big. Famous. Hell yeah, we're famous, motherfucker. Okay. We got a hundred. We got like two hundred thousand followers. That's Boom. fucking famous in my Boom. opinion. That is. That's, uh, that's a that's a that's I a like big. It. That's a big. I mean, we we have more fat followers than live in the county that we live in. Nice. So that you if know, you got two hundred thousand. You double across all platforms. Shit. Yeah, there's like sixty thousand in this 000. county. Yeah, we got seventy on TikTok. We got thirty on Instagram and Facebook each. That's another sixty. We got nearly sixty on. So about one hundred and fifty. So are you to the point? Are y'all to the point where you're recognizing profit in the way of hell? No, because they won't pay us for nothing. Every everything we put out there, YouTube's like, nah, fam. Sorry, dog. <laughs> Man, we're not we're not paying you for this. Limited like ad revenue. Well, limited we, ad we revenue. Get a good one in January. Because of the content? Yeah. Yeah. We we've had a few. We've had a few that have done really, really well. Um and we've made some money. We have made some money. And we've made some pro we've made some sponsorship money. We had we had a that they make it so difficult to get that money. I don't even know that it ever got deposited on our account. I have to go back and look. Um well, we've made a few thousand. I mean, but it's not been 
it's not been what you when you look at that those kind of numbers, it's not what you think. Do you think there is a benefit to shrinking the confines of the uh, market? And what yes. I mean by that is going is more it, niche. Yeah, being well, more niche and, makes and even it makes more it ge- geographically. Uh, maybe, yeah, because if you're geographically niched, you can, it's easier to pitch to local businesses for sponsorships. Yeah. If you're niche, like if you do like a, if you have a show that's based in on like art supplies, or if you have a show that's based on like, or painting, or if you have a show that's based on real estate or whatever, that means everybody that's watching that is into that. So when you pitch to sponsors, or even when YouTube is picking what they're going to show on your channel they're going to it's going to be a lot more clear whereas we're really really broad with our content that's why we don't make more money our number of subscribers if we were more niche would be probably quadruple probably i mean so, we, we'd it, make so y'all more. don't y'all don't want to pigeonhole yourselves into a it's, niche the so reason the reason i we we've talked about it and the reason i haven't done that is for one I like the creative juices of us just being able to get on here and talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. I don't want to feel like every episode has to be about MMA or has to be about music, music or whatever. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to honestly, I make money. I want to hang out with my boys. You know what I mean? And if I can't, if I can't make it on my own terms of like what how I want the content to be, I absolutely if I niche down it would we'd make a lot more money. A lot more. But it just I just don't want to. Honestly. That's just really what it comes down to. We don't want to. What, what better reason? Yeah. Exactly. Know? I mean That's how I feel. We already make money. Right. We have jobs. We have, you know, like we I'm don't get to hang out and shoot the ball. Y'all playing with house money, in other words. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, essentially. And and at the end of the day, I'm at work right now. So I get to hang out with my boys, have a couple drinks. We get to talk about life, get to talk about the things that are important, get to talk about the universe and make fun of each other. Make fun of each other home. and clown and go home and oh, no. and we can we can uh <laughs> <laughs> we can we can we can do that and make money doing it and have a have this outlet and I've, i guarantee you i've put a whole lot more money into this than i've ever gotten out i mean you look at this equipment that's in here bro I've, pay off, I've spent way more money we than i've ever there. made and every dime that i ever have made has went right back into more equipment or right back into something y'all got a, i mean y'all got a great setup you got everything you need yeah i mean well, honestly we honestly our equipment is superior to a lot of the big name podcasts a lot of the bigger name names out there that are that are podcasting our stuff is better we have better mics better cameras better i mean do we know how to use it as well as them maybe not but in terms of the equipment itself and you got a motherfucking mo we got a motherfucking mo and we got a mark and a keith so i have editors that i don't touch the content when i leave here when i'm done uh i don't do anything with it i don't even watch it before it goes out i don't even watch it when it goes out most of the time i don't even because i don't I don't. I get a lot. You know, we get hate comments and stuff. When you, whenever you have stuff go viral, they're gonna make fun of you. They're gonna talk shit about you. Whatever. I don't even. I don't. I. I know my mental health doesn't. I don't need. I have to limit the amount of negativity in my world. So I don't even. I don't even watch our own content. I knew it was gonna come when we started. You are gonna get hate. Oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Have you got any haters yet? But they can't roast me as hard as we roast each other in here. All right. I don't. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not even in the social media world. Okay. Oh, really? I don't even. Well, you've got a channel. I mean, you've got an Instagram page. I do, got I do and I've got a team uh, with Lou Mayer Marketing out of Meridian, okay. Sasha and Whitney, who have taken over. That's what I And 
they're doing all the social media, all the website, everything. They set up the photo shoot, video shoot, all of that, put put everything in place because that's just not a world that I want to live in. As, as, as it pertains to social media, I don't want to have I, I don't want to be in it personally, and I damn sure don't want to have to keep up with it enough from a business standpoint to make it viable option. Yeah, and so I reached out to Sasha initially and asked her about inquire with her about doing the social media and the website. She was like, absolutely. And so the recent activity that we've had on there has been thanks to them and yeah. had a great response. Um, but I'm like you. I mean, it's 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 a it's a necessity if you want to grow your brand. Yeah, you you got to be it's in that world. Yeah, you got to be you got to be there. See, I spent years in it because I built my gym from it. I built my gym on social media. Um, I built my gym because I was I was good on camera, and I was uh, and I, I spent years. I did all my own editing and posting, and then eventually I started handing the posting off, and I still did the editing, and the, I was doing a lot of like uh, created content. So I mean, everything from skits to like five topic like form, like, like giving people advice, whatever. And that's how I built my business. And, uh, you know, I was not to pat myself on the back. I was 2018 combat business marketer of the year. Um, and hated you just it. Just did that. Huh? Yeah, I know. I just patted myself <laughs> on the back. Good yeah. job, buddy. Yeah. Just, you know what I think is a suit is a super overrated thing that I disagree with from our society. Like, I'm not going to downplay myself to make everybody oh, no. else feel fucking good. Hell like everybody's going, oh, you sound arrogant. You just sound like a bitch. I just told you a fucking fact about me, and it made you feel small. Not you, but point at you. But no, I didn't feel small. Yeah, you, I, I know you Because I was fucking there. Right. I did skits with your and, fucking ass. Hell yeah. So just taking pride in the fruits. Yeah. Why the, why the, like, like if you're the kind of person that you hear somebody that, that tells you about an accomplishment. Now, there are people that take it way too far. And what they're doing most of the time is they feel small about themselves, and so they feel the need to constantly tell you that's what you don't like. You don't like people who aren't confident. People who are confident, if somebody's just confident and tells you something and that somehow makes you feel some type of way, that's an insecurity in you. Correct. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to fucking play small to make you feel your little insecure bitch ass feel good about yourself. Fuck you. I, I don't like, even know I you. I feel like you, know? you want those in your group. Like you want people who are confident. Hell yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, like... I mean, you don't want people who are just... If you're doing a good job and you've got, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not fucked up by telling people how many followers I've got or how much money I've made. And, and I haven't, in my opinion, I haven't done shit. I haven't done shit, you know, but I'm not fucked up about talking about it. Why? You should be proud of it. I'm proud of it. And and if, if, if if I'm not proud of it, I'll, I'll talk about it because I hope if you've got something to add that will make me better, mm-hmm. that's what I, that's why I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to bring up what I'm doing and I want to hear what you're doing so we can like share notes. Let's make each other better. Let's like... All this like playing small to to fit small people. Fuck them. Fuck small people. Fuck people that are, feel insecure because you you did some shit. Fuck all these people that talk shit online. You know, and that's, and that's how that's the reason why the, the haters don't bother me. You know, we have these videos that go viral and they start talking shit because I'm drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade or they start talking shit because uh, I sound <laughs> one one way or another. You know, like fuck them. Like if you're as a grown man, you literally were scrolling through social media and you saw a video and you felt the need to comment on it because that dude was drinking a particular kind of alcohol or whatever. So you could leave some kind of like hate comment. You're a bitch. I like the one that says close your eyes and guess which one of them's talking. That one's my favorite. Did you see that? I don't know. That's yeah. just dope. 
All these country ass motherfuckers on here. I ain't right. even on social media, Tyler. <laughs> I, I know you're not. I'm just telling you what it said. Because like, country talking? What it was said was close your eyes and, and guess which one of them's talking. Because we all sound your, the same. Yeah, close your eyes and you don't know which one of them it is. It's because like, they don't hear it enough yeah. and they don't know enough people with uh, southern accents to know them on a personal level so they don't get to know personalities and... Right. There are there are like there are motherfuckers that have southern accents that look just like people from the northeast that have the exact same personalities. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that's different is their accent. Right. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yep. Like 100%. there's a motherfucker looking like Wes right now up in New York, New York, and he's talking just like somebody from New York. Probably a damn. Probably rude as fuck. Yeah, too, so. Probably rude as hell. <laughs> or, may, or may talk. May just be just like you. Maybe Give me you. My pizza. Don't fucking put no. Uh, he might be fucking, just. But he might be exactly <laughs> like you. I like that. Don't that put accent. no fucking anchovies on it. Don't put no it. shit on that and make it. Uh, yeah, wait, bro, you're just stop. stop. Just uh, fucking stop. Your ass look like you from West Virginia. I appreciate that. Your ass look like you from goddamn. You look like you from motherfucking Italy, ho. Italy, that's like a good thing. That's Your hair, bro. Your hair fucking stands in place, son. I watched it last night. Watched it last night. Is that what you? I watched it. Run my hand through it real quick. Go ahead. Oh, that's that Tresemme. Say la vie ou la la right there. It is that Tresemme. No, it ain't. That shit fine. I do like how your hair just went back where it was after you ran his face. My hair don't do that. Hey, and that ain't no product in that shit either, boy. Really? So you just got that natural. That shampoo and conditioner and then that just that volume. Volume. That my mama gave me. Yeah, you got that thick ass wolf 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 sheep hair. You know what I'm saying? I got that good hair, boy. You got that thick shit. I ain't got the thick hair like that. So what what's what's the vision for your for your show, man? What do you where where are you hoping it takes you? I'm hoping it takes me to the point where um, I don't have to go to a regular job. Yeah. Uh, I I want the podcast to be my my main shit. You know, that's kind of where I want it to take them. Might need to get me on there then, dog, because that's what he did. And shit blew up. <laughs> yeah, but we still are working regular job. We y'all are anyway working. I jobs. do it for a, for a hobby. What the job? Yeah, Word. I decided my work is my hobby the other day. Word. Word. This is your job. This is my job. Okay. My work is my hobby. I th- honestly, I think that if this thing took off, and that's what I was talking about with the gym. Like, what originally when I started, I was trying to take some pressure off the gym and the way that I ran it. I was trying to supplement the income that I needed to, to run the gym and survive. But now that I'm doing the real estate, I wouldn't quit doing real estate because I enjoy it. You know, I wouldn't quit. So I don't know how much it would really change my I mean, life. My hours might change, but my you know, hours may change. Yeah, that's probably that'd work be a me too. Less. My hours would change, but I probably would still do. I spend more I time do. with the kids. Yeah, I spend more time with with the, with the boys yeah. and with Maddie and. But um, I have to just tell travel them. Travel a little bit. More. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna break eight off in you today. I'm gonna break four off in you tomorrow. You just deal with it. Man, I want um, I want us to build a network of like Mississippi creators, creators yeah. whether it be artists, whether it be podcasters, whether it be writers, anybody in a creative space. We need to have a cohesive network to help uh, bring our people along mm-hmm. in these different industries because yeah. everybody I know. I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for anybody else, but I've felt like I've had to leave Mississippi to get an opportunity to do anything monumental, Mm. whether it be financially or professionally. And I want the the tide to change. I want it to turn back in the direction or in a direction. It ain't ever been in the direction of progress in Mississippi as far as opportunity goes. But – as far as the county line podcast goes, if it can if it can 
put a be a brick in the wall uh, or at the foundation of a network of creators in Mississippi, then I'd be happy. Yeah, that's that's smart. And the thing about that is, and it's, it's the important. I was explaining this to somebody a while back about porch talk because we have Alan on all the time, and we've done Alan's show, and it was like, aren't you afraid he's going to steal your viewers, listeners? No. No. I'm not afraid of that at all because they can listen to more than one show. Exactly. And what you have to understand is if we all work together, our marketing compounds on top of each other. As opposed, we're not in competition, especially podcasters, because podcasting is not big down here. It's not like it is in L.A. Everybody in L.A. has got a podcast. Mm -hmm. And we are competing with them to a certain extent. We are, we're competing with podcasts all over the world. Matter of fact, I think we were we were like in the top fifty, top twenty podcasts in South Africa. We were, yeah, yeah, really? we're like, we're, yeah, we're like big in South Africa. It's weird. Nice. Um, Damn, <laughs> yeah, our downloads in South Africa are, are really high. That's pretty badass. Um, or not? They're, they're not that high. It's just, I guess podcasting is not big in South Africa. I'm not and sure. They picked us up out of all of them. Yeah, I don't know people, how that happened. People love Southerners, particularly Mississippians. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's sort of an because we have a weird, we have an interesting culture. We have an interesting oh perspective. My God, is We're it different than other Americans. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, the American experiment on steroids. Yeah, and yeah. in, in, in Mississippi particularly. Yeah, it's, because it's a, the, the particularly because of the racial dynamic. I mean, you think about Idaho. Idaho ain't a bunch of white crackers. people. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of crackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And down here we have we have dynamics yeah. because we're almost forty percent Mississippi black. Yeah, we're the high, we're highest percentage black. Yeah, in the, in the, we, we've got different social dynamics. Different. Yeah. We're also very poor. Very, very poor. We're the poor. We're the poorest. With, with the the dynamics are different. Also, our towns are not big enough for there to be like us to go to all to go to different schools to shop in different places. Like that's something that I, I was explaining to somebody a while back. Like when you live around Chicago, you have white schools, you have black schools, you have white stores, you have black stores. Segregation is very much still real in the American North Northeast. Yes. In the South, our cities are not big enough for that. Do we all go to the same schools? No. I mean, there is city and county schools or whatever, but for the most part, I went to a private Christian school and it was still 30% black. You know, like it, you, when we all shop in the same stores together we have to learn in mississippi unlike alabama which is more white but in mississippi we have to learn to coexist it don't matter how racist you are you have to learn to coexist problem is is that we are finding ourselves to your point about the schools in a situation where we are going back to where we were before integration as it pertains to education Mm -hmm. you made the statement we've got city and county schools that leads me to believe that you are aware that in many county schools it's predominantly white. Right. right. Many city schools it's predominantly black. Right. Many of those, most of those predominantly black schools in the towns in Mississippi are terrible performing academic wise. Right. And it's just a trend that once a school gets majority black, it is on its trage- trajectory towards failure. Yeah. And that's just a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking. Why, yeah. why is that? That could be debated all day long. But that's one thing. And what we've done is it's not been federally mandated. It's been we've decided to do this as ourselves as a people. Um, and I think there are things that leaders can do to try to coerce communities into having more integrated school systems because – 
as economic drivers, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's just the best thing to do. I talk about school on here a lot. I'm not a big fan of our school system in any capacity. Um, I think that we are taking young people and putting them in a situation, in a no-win situation. We need to wrap this episode up, but so I don't want to get off on this. I think that um, one big issue is how we decide funding for schools being based on test scores is, okay, maybe we aren't, maybe that isn't something that's done federally as far as the segregation goes, but the funding is. The funding is done federally and is done on a state level. And when you take the schools that are doing poorly on tests and fund them less because they are doing poorly, that doesn't make sense. And you're going to have a worse and worse and worse problem because your best teachers are going to go to the schools that are testing the highest for the best pay. So when you say, oh, well, they're going to perform better because that's going to get them more money. No, it's not. The best teachers are going to follow where the best money is, which is going to be where the best test scores are, which is going to be where you know that you have, that, more, you have two parents problem, in the home typically and that problem is not getting resolved you're exactly right right and 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 so when the the fact that funding for schools is based on test scores has to be fixed a large component of it not all of maybe it. maybe not all large, of it but it's i mean it's also number of students it's also it's, but also what goes hand in hand is the tax base absolutely absolutely property so if taxes a, if you don't have a tax base you generally you're uh, your academic I, scores are low. I would like to see, because I know that with schools, funding is supposed to come from property taxes. I would like to see how much. What are y'all giggling about I'm over here? Fuck one more. Just go. Just go. I mean, right. I, I can't. I don't know what y'all are fucking about. I'm just fucking making faces at Mo. Oh. Being a dick. Uh, when you look at, I, they say that property taxes is where a lot of your funding comes from. I'm curious to see how much of it's federal and how much of it actually comes from property taxes. It's like 15% federal. Okay. When I talked to the business administrator when I was working in Pearl River County, I interviewed him, did it like 30 minutes, and I asked him that exact question. I was like, what percentage of this school district's funding comes from the federal government? And he was like, very little, 15%. And I was like, well, where do the rest of it come from? He's like, local tax base and the incentives from performance. Okay, but the incentives from performance are still federal, right? I don't know where that money comes from. I can't attest to that. I mean, it's got to be federal. I don't know. I mean, where else would it come from? The state. Yeah, okay, but where's that money come from? I mean, I mean, we're not paying that much in state taxes. So, and then... And I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, I don't either. I'm pretty anti-federal, big federal government. So, oh, I, yeah, me too. You know, anyway, we're going to wrap that up right here. This has been a good episode, man. Appreciate having you on today. Absolutely. Lee. It's been I good stuff, man. I enjoyed having you on. Um, this has been another United. episode. That's right, West, West Virginia, Virginia Ninja. Uh, this has been another episode of the Mando Podcast. Y'all check us out on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube Hulu, at Mississippi Superman. Netflix. Go check out the Man Up right. Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you on the next episode. LimeWire. <laughs>